Y'all, too cheap for therapy should never be considered a substitute for actual medication or therapy from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed during the show belong to the hosts only. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like to fuck around, and we hope you like to listen. Okay, we're doing it. Oh, are we doing it now? It's happening. Oh, boy. It's crappening. Oh, the crappening. That sounds like a <laughs> really good horror movie. Oh, God. My toilet's clogged. The crappening. Oh, no. Bum, bum, But we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. Well, hello. Hey, y'all. The listeners. Oh, the listeners. They're well, listening. Hi. Hi. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. I don't know if you're talking to me or the listeners. Yes. <laughs> well, hi. This is Too Cheap for Therapy. I'm Mary Ann. I'm still Corrine. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about this episode? We're going to talk about how I'm still in a coma from Thanksgiving. Oh, no. We'll talk about that on the bonus episode, probably. No, that's Once fine. we wake you up from your coma. Yeah. But this is episode seven. Yay, oh, seven. my God. Seven. Seven. Weeks of episodes. Lucky seven. And us talking. So what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about materialism. Bum, bum, bum. Buying stuff and getting more stuff. And oh, God. Stuff I, and stuff. I hate to love stuff, but I do love stuff. Stuff loves me. Does it? Probably not. I think having that attitude is what makes us horrible consumers. Probably. My things love me. It's hard not to be a consumer in America because that's what they want you to be. Jesus? The government? Both. They want us to buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Right? To the point where they even put the, like, economic guilt on you. Like, well, if you don't buy, right. then our economy's going to collapse. Right. Like, really? Because I'm pretty sure if you quit taking your girlfriends out to steak dinner in Hawaii, <laughs> maybe our economy would be in a better place than it right. is right now. Well, it's funny because, you know, Black Friday, that's happened. Yes, that's that was a thing. Did I, you buy anything? No, I did not. I went to the mall after work because I secretly eat food in the parking lot yeah in tesla yeah, studios right. <laughs> tesla studios don't tell nobody our secrets. that's right don't tell anyone listeners about my secret eating if you don't know about my secret eating refer back to the food episode oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good one to talk yeah. about our horrible horrible food issues sure so i could not find a spot all of the parking spaces were full all wow. of them crazy everyone's going to the mall trying to get those deals but i mean are the deals worth it i don't know i was just reading this morning that um the electronics and tvs and stuff that they sell you on black friday apparently do not have all the same innards and like they their their performance is not the same so they make them cheaply yeah oh for black friday shittily yeah they make them shittily yep what just to, why? That, because it's cheaper to leave out some of the good stuff, and then they sell it to you and say, oh, it's it's great. But if you read, oh. like, if you're a nerd and you read everything, you'll mm-hmm. find out, no, no, ma'am. With, like, not. a significant discount, but they're still making money because it's a shitty... Uh, right. Okay. 
And well, you think you're getting the $300 one for $150, but really you're getting the $120 one for $150. That sucks. Yeah, it's balls. That is balls. I know. Your balls, Best Buy. Well, I mean, they don't... <laughs> Unless you want to... Don't get a suit. We love you, Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> You're neutral, Best Buy. We're You're very, neutral. We're very neutral to Best Buy. Yes. Best Buy? Meh. <laughs> That's their new slogan. Yes. Come to Best Buy. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> well, I mean, do they do that with everything, or is it just electronics? Like, if I go get a washer dryer, do they just put... Like a cat in there to pedal some wheels or something? My, yeah, it's to, full of hamsters. To wash your laundry? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I from the reading I did, which was skimming mm. headlines. That's the best kind of reading. My favorite kind. Yeah. And the most informative kind. Uh, it sounded like it was generally like televisions oh, and computers. Oh, got it. Yeah. Well, like sucks. stuff where you can have the same shell, but the guts can be different. That really sucks. It does suck. But if you're going to buy, like, a sweater, mm-hmm. don't run up to the front of the store and be like, Old Navy lady, is this sweater really made of fabric or is it made of something nefarious? Well, yeah. It might be made of something nefarious. I mean, I've only done Black Friday twice. One year, Adam and I went out, like, at four in the morning, and we planned our whole route. We went to this store and that store and this one and that one, and there were so many people so congested, of course, it's Black Friday at four in the morning. But we got what we needed, and then we went home, and it was fine. We got, quote-unquote, good deals. The other time, we were in Virginia, and we didn't go that early in the morning, but we thought, oh, we need new winter clothes because we're fatter than we were last year. Right, as is normal for every year. <laughs> right after the Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. of course. So we went to, like, JCPenney. To the maternity area. Sure. That's where I buy my eating pants. That's where we went. And it was like noon. No one was there. It was wonderful. And we got all the clothing we needed at a good rate, a good price, and it was fine. It is very weird. I've I've participated exactly once, and I sure as shit am not getting up early for anything. I mean, anything. Don't even invite me to anything early, because I'm not getting up. All right, then. Uh, so... We went once, and we went Thanksgiving Day. So we decided we were going to have a low-key Thanksgiving, and we made um, turkey nachos mm. and pumpkin flan. Pumpkin flan? Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, it was, though. So we did that and had a couple people over, and when we were done with that, we thought we wanted to get the kids uh, some video game system. Sure. I don't know which Vigi one it games. was. Yeah. yeah, it was video games for the children. Sure. And um, we decided we'd go to Fred Meyer because their Black Friday sale started at like 6 p.m. Yeah. on Thanksgiving. Socks galore. Right. It's All just boxes socks. of socks. Yep. So we went in and we were a little bit nervous. We're like, oh, God, this is going to be a mess. There was not a soul there. Oh, really? I mean, it was like we were the we were there and the employees were there. And is that it, was it. Is it because everyone is sleeping at that time, 6 p.m., and they're getting ready for Black Friday? I don't know. I think maybe people, like, when you do the full-on traditional holiday Mm -hmm. and you have people over or you've gone somewhere, it's going to take hours to get there and then do your celebration, eat all the food, then you're going to be tired, then it's going to take hours to get home. I think people just weren't into shopping at that point. Yeah, But I'm not getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, not for nothing, nobody, no how, never. (laughs) All right. Well, we know how you feel about it. Yeah, I even had both my kids in the afternoon because I'm like, I'll be goddamned if I'm driving to the hospital at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm I'll tired. Goddamned. I am tired. Actually, I had Julian late at night. But that's oh. fine because I'm a night owl. That so. works. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Then I had a sandwich. I went to bed. It was perfect. Yes. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. I mean, I can understand if you have specific things that you need 
emphasis on need, need to buy. But most of the time, and I'm in the same camp, it's, oh, they're having a sale, it's Black Friday at a reasonable hour, let's go because I have to get 10,000 things for Christmas gifts. Sure. That's fine. But even now, I'm trying to reconsider even buying Christmas gifts. Like, okay, do my friends and relatives need this bullshit that I think is the hottest new item this season? No, they don't. Right. They just want to see me, hopefully, eat some food. Talk about shit. They want to see you eat some food? That's creepy. No. Sit down, Marianne. We want to watch you eat this food. There should be some commas in that sentence. Oh, okay. They want to see me, comma, eat some food, comma, you know? Right. Get with the commas, Corrine. Oh, God. It's grammar. It's grammatical. Grammatical? Grammatica. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's where I'm headed toward nowadays since I... I'm technically the oldest millennial. Like, I'm still in the millennial camp. Mm-hmm. Your age group? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't think of myself as a millennial. You are not. I'm a boomer. Because <laughs> not a boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. It start, <laughs> millennials start 83, and that's when I was born until God knows uh, where. I was born in 82, so go. it turns out the I'm the, the youngest Z- gen... No, my sister's Gen X. Okay. I'm a millennial. The kids after me are Zillennials. Sure. Generation Z. Mm-hmm. What are you? I think I'm a Y. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one ever talks about your generation. We're not worth it. Well, I don't think That's our you- slogan. <laughs> generation, why bother? <laughs> I don't think you guys cause any issues you're just what do you like, mean you guys you people you no. people generation y is just like low-key like oh god the generation before me garbage the generation after me garbage but isn't every generation like that yeah and yeah. every generation thinks the other generations are the worst yeah yeah so since i'm the oldest millennial i don't really understand the young millennials 100 mm-hmm. which is fine but i'm still in the same boat as far as trying to be less materialistic and trying striving for minimalism right i am striving and failing for minimalism it's really interesting how how material things affect your mental state like yeah. i have issues with food but i also have issues with things uh-huh And I do find myself getting, you know, if I'm starting to get depressed or down or feeling like everything is the same and I'm kind of bored and I do find myself shopping and that's like, that's terrible. But I think part of the problem is it's so easy Mm -hmm. because it's on your phone, it's on your computer, they'll bring it to you today. And it's really, it's really simple to do that. So it's something that you have to consciously like be aware of. Yeah, I was in a lot of that trouble <laughs> a couple years ago especially when um adam passed away so i was like well i'll just buy a whole bunch of shit for myself a whole lot of stuff for christmas for my friends and family and just gifts after gifts and stuff after stuff there's no need for it i think it was if i could compare it to whenever the holidays come around for me and it's a difficult time because you know adam's not here i noticed that i spend more time on my phone like it's a distraction yeah. and i think shopping was definitely a distraction it probably is for you too when you're feeling depressed when you're like oh well this might make me happy temporarily i just ordered a pair of pants <laughs> just now in tesla studios 
Yes. Kareem? <laughs> well, listen, they're on a deal today. No! So. <laughs> Kareem. I gotta have these pants. You don't. I do. See, that's what we what we need to talk about. Oh. You thought this was episode seven. It's really <gasps> an intervention. Intervention. Oh, Kareem, here we go. Oh, did you find out about my heroin addiction? <laughs> Halloween heroin? Yeah. No. Happy heroin! <laughs> oh my god. That's gotta be on a t-shirt. Yeah, and yeah, that'd be great. coked out guy's face. Right. And just like, happy heroin! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No. In an alley somewhere. Oh god, don't make it real dark. Oh, sorry. Just comically dark. I mean, at Disneyland. Like a satire. Just like... nodding off on It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. Just asleep. <laughs> happy heroin! everybody! Yeah. But... That's what I'm trying to get my mind set into that, okay, oh, I really want this item. Do I need it? No. Do you want it? And why? Okay, I really, really want it, but why? Before I downsized, I lived in a four-bedroom house, and now I live in a fifth wheel, about 400 square feet, and I had so many clothes, I hardly wore half of them. So I learned a lot of tricks and tips to force myself to downsize and really prioritize all the bullshit I had. Clothes are a big one. Clothes are a huge one for me because I know I need to work on not acquiring clothing that fits, but getting myself back into the clothes I already have because clearly I bought them because I loved them and they fit at one point. Mm -hmm. They may not fit right now. I'm just too skinny. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to put some weight on. Sure. Uh, yeah, all my clothes got a little smaller. Uh-huh. The little elves came out <laughs> and they resewed them and at they- night. <laughs> and okay. uh, they got a little tighter. So that's, that's what I had to come <sighs> to grips with, too. Is that a phrase that people use, an idiom? Come to grips with? Come to terms with? You can't grip that, that grip it. thought. Are you gripping my thought? Ooh, like, that sounds like that listen, sounds like something you get arrested for. Listen, he gripped my thought. Listen. Okay. I got a I got a thought. I want you to grip on to it. Mm. Hold on, don't let go. Hold on like a dog. I'm gonna tell you about it. <laughs> grip it. Grip it. <laughs> grip it real I'm good. It. Yeah. <laughs> grip it real good. Ooh. Alright, so when I started downsizing, the things that I tried to get rid of and most of the time worked um things that did not fit anymore because i was too fat for that sure so i didn't play that game anymore like oh maybe i'll lose some weight none of my habits for losing weight have changed right i'm not losing weight anytime soon Mm -hmm. these clothers are just gonna stay in there for six more months or a year just get rid of them some other less fat person can wear them sure Another thing was... Someone who's on their way to my level of fatness. Sure. They have not yet arrived. I like it. I want to help you on your journey. Here's some clothers. I put some cookies in the pockets. <laughs> to help her. There's a milkshake in that backpack. Great. Another thing was um, if I was getting ready for work and I put on a shirt or a pair of pants, if they didn't fit, put them in the donate. If they have a stain, put them in the donate. Like, you know, a stain that or a rip some sort of tear, whatever, mm-hmm. get rid of it. Or if I put it on and I just didn't like it. If I put on a shirt or a pair of pants and I just don't like it anymore, or I don't think it's flattering on me, I donate it. Well, yeah, things do change over time. Stuff gets stretched out or sure. it gets pilly or it gets... I I love those fleece jackets you can buy at like Old Navy. They're so cozy yeah. and warm. But after you've washed them twice, they're all yeah. like a nasty sheep, like, like a sheep you don't want to pet. <laughs> yes. 
And uh, I don't want to wear the sheep I don't want to pet. I want to wear the sheep I want to pet. That's right. But I think a lot of the issue with that is the whole fast fashion and how not just fashion, but everything. Like, we just um, repaired our, we had a dryer Mm -hmm. that had something wrong with it. It wasn't working. And we had both of our ovens um, were not heating like they wouldn't hold temperature. Mm -hmm. And we were looking and looking and looking for parts, and it was getting so difficult to find the parts that we needed, because my husband's fully capable of fixing things, but because they don't make parts anymore, a lot of times you end up having to get rid of the whole thing and get a new one, and it's either cheaper to do it that way, or it makes more sense because, you know, what am I going to, like, go to the wherever in the hell they still make this stuff or right. have it commission made. Like I'm not, I'm not a Kardashian. Yeah. I can't pay people to be making shit like that. That's true. We did end up finding the parts and re- repairing both of the appliances, which was great. But I mean, there have been times when we bought printers and mm-hmm. then we've gone to buy more ink and it's literally cheaper to buy a yes, new printer. It is. And that's so sad. It's really sad and really gross. Yeah. Things are not, things are made with a shelf sense. life now, yeah. which it used to be like, oh, I've had this washer, you know, my mom gave it yeah. to me and she had it for 80 years this, and now I had it. This Buick has 300,000 miles on it. It's running forever. Volkswagens. We've had Volkswagens yeah. like that. But now yep. everything breaks down, falls apart. And you're absolutely right about that fast fashion. I, I was watching a documentary about fashion and back in the day there were only four seasons as God intended. But now in the fashion industry, there's like 60 different seasons. Mm-hmm. There's swimsuit season, season and summer. And within summer, there are all these subcategories. And it's crazy. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's really sad. And I love donating. I'm all about donating yeah. stuff because I want it to go to people who need it if I don't need it or if I can't be asked to deal yeah. with it. Um, but there are some issues with that, too. Um Donation, a lot of times, and I'll put the uh, link to the story that I read mm-hmm. about this, but I'm not trying to be Captain Bringdown. Uh-oh. Donating is great. Here she go. But mm-hmm. you're wrong! <laughs> no. Um, a lot of times what happens with donating is we're donating stuff we don't want to wear. Right. But it's not just because it's out of style. It's because there's something going on with it, right? right? It's got a tear. It's got a rip. It's, right. you know, it's falling apart. And I always used to feel really good about donating that stuff because... Um, for a long time, they would all go to, like, rag manufacturers, yeah. so then they would turn them back into something. Make dog blankets or something. Now, a lot of that stuff goes to the landfill. What? Clothing is a huge, huge mm-hmm. issue, especially because a lot of it is made with um, synthetic materials oh, now. Yeah. It doesn't break down. It's that just sucks. like all the other plastic. And they're finding now, off the coast of our beautiful state, mm-hmm. Washington, and our beautiful neighbor, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, they're finding nanoplastics in the shellfish, and a lot of them can be traced back to fleece garments. What? Because that's all synthetic. We're eating fleece garments yeah. via shellfish? So I say we eliminate the middleman, yeah. take that sheep you don't want to pet, uh-huh. and eat that fucker. And just start wearing shellfish. Just start wearing shellfish for like a like a coconut bra, except like, it's an yeah, oyster bra. Like Ariel. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. Let's do it. And with Pop global, shells for everybody. With global warming, pretty oh, soon God. all you're going to want to wear is little shells That's over your nipply jubbles. And, nipply jubbles. And your crotchetal area. Sure, crotchetal area, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. It, yeah. Mi- <laughs> it might happen. It's a mess. It might. It's a mess. But yeah, so I think the focus needs to be on not acquiring. Yes. 
as opposed to like, well, I'll just donate my stuff if I don't want it right. anymore. Um, I do a lot of giving stuff away because I hate returning things. Yeah, I do too. So if I know somebody who could use it or who might want it or it might fit them, I mm-hmm. tend to give it to them. Yeah, me too. We did swap parties for a long time. Yes. That was good times. Um, I think one of the main things you can do is if you're going to donate, find a place that actually needs what you're donating, yeah. like a shelter or a Sometimes charity. places like Goodwill just turn you away. They're like, we don't have the space for all this bullshit clothing. We have too much. We right. can't take it. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible to me. Yeah, it's amazing. That's how it? much we consume as Americans. Yeah, it's really So horrible. that's what I'm trying to be conscious of when I go to the store, not just buy on impulse, which is so difficult. And I try to avoid stores altogether unless I have to buy something. Right. Like, I used to go to Target all the time and just browse and then leave the store with like two bags of just clothes that I'm not going to wear. Now I try to be more mindful of where am I going to wear this? Does it look good on me? Does it fit? So when I do need a pair of jeans, I pick out a few, I try them on, and I be very critical about how they look. I do the whole mom thing where I sit down. Mm-hmm. Is that comfortable? I tug on this and that. Try those shoes on. Yeah. Where's your toe? Let me pinch toe on that shoe. Now I run. Do. Run. <laughs> I always make my kids run around the do store. <laughs> I still do. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And the other, uh, the last time we bought sneakers for the boys, it was, I was buying them before school because those kids' feet, mm-hmm. I swear to God. They won't stop growing. They won't stop growing. Ever. I don't know what it is, but they got big feet. So, um. They got. Bigfoot jeans? Yeah, they're part Yeti. Probably. Yeah, on their yard father's yeti. side. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're a quarter yard Yeti on their dad's side. <laughs> Great. So uh, that's why they already have beards. Did you ever stop to think you had what it takes to take those visions and images you've been thinking of day in and day out and finally put them to paper, finally release them into the world? Well, friend, stop and look no further because the tools and resources you need are available. Join Kenise Marshall and Tiffany Thompson on Writerish, a weekly podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of writing for aspiring writers. Hi, this is Kareem and Marianne from Too Cheap for Therapy. We may not be fancy or educated or professional or eloquent or pretty or skinny or popular or nice or capable. But we have a podcast and there's nothing you can do about it. Listen to Too Cheap for Therapy, because why not? Now back to the show. Mm. Um, so we went and... The kids knew we were buying shoes, but they're children. Yeah. So we got there, and I said, all right, take off your shoes. We're going to try on some shoes. Yeah. And one of them, God love him, he says, well, I didn't wear any socks. Oh. Well, don't <laughs> worry, guy. We got these shitty little tester socks. For no, you. they don't. They don't? No, they did not this time. Why not? I don't know. They're cheap. So uh, I just took a pair of socks off the rack and pulled off the tags and said, put these on. And he said, but mom, that's stealing. And I said, I know, it's how I get all your socks. (laughs) No. And then I told him, no, we're going to pay for the socks. It's fine, I've got the tag. So we did pay for them. And um, yeah, so shoes are a major, major issue, um, especially because they're not really worth giving away generally. Like if they're still good shoes, then I'll give them to a friend who has kids. Yeah. um, Or I'll give them, I'll donate them because shoes are so bloody expensive. But there was a time for a while that they were staying the same size long enough Mm -hmm. that they would wear like holes in the shoes before we were able to um, get them into the next size. So Hmm. it's just bound to make you feel shitty. Yeah. 
that's what I don't want. I don't want to feel shitty about purchasing something because I've noticed as I get older, you know, when you were a little kid and you would buy something with your own money and this was the happiest day of my life. I bought this thing. Now I don't even get that satisfaction. I'm just like, yeah, I kind of want this thing. I'll buy it. And then I'm not happy at all. I might not even use it. It's just really sad. And I'm trying to avoid that feeling and replace it with more experiences. Like, I'm going to go fucking kayaking or something and look at some bald eagles or whatever instead of buying eight pairs of pants. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing. And I'm trying, especially with my kids, like we're trying to, when we do gifts, it's about going somewhere, right. doing something, having an experience instead of, you know, here's a thing that you're going to forget all about. Right. I mean, I'm all for things if you're going to use it and get enjoyment from it. That's why we bought a PS4, promo code THERAPY. Are they giving no, you a they promo are not. code? No, not at all. Oh. Not at all. So I was about to buy all of them. See, that's if PS4 gets a hold of us, we can tell them, oh, we'll work with you. Our promo code can be THERAPY. PlayStation. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? Um, Isn't yeah. that how it used to go? In the 90s. Aww. <laughs> I'm so up to date. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so we both clearly have issues with stuff. Yes. So, do you consider your issue with stuff like clutter or do you consider it hoarding? Clutter. The way I was raised, my dad, if he had lived on his own, he would have been a minimalist. Mm -hmm. He needs nothing. He wants nothing. He, he just needs the bare necessities like Baloo the Bear. That's all he wants. My dad is the bear. Just a tree to scratch his back. And a, and a river to float down. And, and a human boy he can own. to the human boy. Mm -hmm. Well, my dad, he kind of grew up in, you know, not the best of times. It was the worst of times. Was he, it the Depression? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 34. So he was coming out of it when he was, you know, a kid and getting used to what life is or whatever. Right. So... So not times of plenty, but right. probably more than what right. his parents had before he arrived. And they were from rural Virginia, where there's nothing. He was a rural juror? Yes. Oh. Especially in that, that area and that time, his family had nothing. They're just poor white folks in Virginia. Okay. And I guess, you know, he learned to cope with that. My mother, on the other hand, she had nothing as well. No stuff of her own, no whatever. So in that, they were the same, but my mom had a different reaction to that. Since she had nothing, when she was older, she acquired everything. Even though she still doesn't have enough money to buy all of these things, she finds money in order to buy these knickknacks and whatnot. Right. So her house is just cluttered. And I look around her house, and it's all her stuff. Dad doesn't really have anything except for some clothes that mom bought him. <laughs> Right. And that does make it really hard when you have the opposite reaction to a similar experience. Yeah. Like my grandparents were that way. My I had a grandma on my dad's side and a grandma on my mom's side. They both grew up, you know, at about the same time. Yeah. And they both grew up with not much, um, sometimes almost nothing. Yeah. And the one ended up, well, it was exacerbated by her dementia, but mm. she ended up um, very much a hoarder, like a classic That's hoarder, nice. like, like, mazes through the house type mm -hmm. of hoarding and uh, the other was complete minimalist I mean she was the type to like she had three cups and three mm -hmm. spoons and three forks and wow. she was happy with just that just what she needed yeah um 
And it was it was really interesting to see them both go like sort of to the extremes, yeah. you know. Polar opposites, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It was interesting to grow up that way and yeah. to see the difference and to not really have any idea why. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was weird. It was pretty weird. For me, I think in my four hundred square foot space with Brian and I sharing, you know, we have my stuff, we has we have his stuff. Our place is a little cluttered, but when I look at when I look back on how, how I was brought up and look at all the stuff my mom had, my mom I wouldn't call her a hoarder, but I wouldn't call her place cluttered. It it's more of an in between, like a tidy hoard, very clean hoard. Like she has a lot of knickknacks and a lot of things, but they all have a place, even though it's really crunched together. And then my dad's kind of a handyman, build everything, buy scratch or whatever. Baking a cake. From scratch? From scratch. Come to grips with scratching. Come grip your scratch. Grip your scratch and scratch so your grip. So whenever my mom would neatly hoard up an area in the house, she would tell dad, oh, can you build a shed so I can hoard oh, that up? God. So he would. He'd build like an outside shed. She'd get Tupperware, those big Tupperware um, boxes, mm-hmm. um, and just fill them with everything. I don't even fucking know what. Label them and put them away in the shed and never see them again. Right. He repeated that, um, I think, two more times, two more sheds, and she filled them up. It's been years since I've gone in those sheds, but the last time I did, I went into one of the sheds, and I just looked at what she had in these Tupperware things, and they were neatly labeled, dust on them, like Christmas decorations, the next box, Christmas decorations, the third box, Christmas decorations. We don't fucking decorate our house! Why are all these Christmas decorations here, Mama? Yeah, it's a problem, I know, for sure. And, you know, hoarding, it's like you can be a clean hoarder. Or yeah. We always see on, like, you know, Hoarders, the show, TM. I love that show. I love that show, too. I watch it when I clean. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah, it's actually really, really helpful because I'm like, ah, I can't be a hoarder. Like, yeah, I no. do need to remind myself because genetically it does, like, run in my family. Yeah. So I do have to be really aware of it. Mm-hmm. But um, hoarding, no matter what kind it is, it affects approximately four to five million Americans. Wow. That's a huge That's amount of so people. people. It's insane. So it's like it's really common. And yeah. it's it's sometimes skewed by mental illness yeah. because priorities get weird. and um, Sometimes it's a horrible, traumatic experience. Right, yeah. yeah. Oftentimes I think it is. And, and then there's these families that are trying to help these people. Yeah. And we've gone through this in my family. And it's so difficult because, number one, it usually happens in a time of this, it's this or nothing. Right. Like it's an emergency. Like you have to move or someone died or, yeah. yeah, we're about to send you to jail. Yeah. And so it's it adds this sense of franticness, which right. does not help a hoarder right. because no. they're already nervous about it. And um, and it it's frustrating for the family because yeah. we just want you to realize that even if you want all these things, even if you could use all these things, you can't. In you can't. It's over. Let yeah. it go. But it's so hard to try to talk to someone who might not be in that mental capacity or state to talk about it. Like, I remember being a teenager and trying to convince my mom, can we just get rid of some of the stuff in the shed so I can put something somewhere? And she's like, oh, no, I need all of that stuff. Mom, do you even know what's in here? Yeah. Okay. So I'd open a box, and I remember one time I opened a box, and there were, you remember those curler sets that was... Oh, yes. Yes. 
for the gentlemen who are listening to this who might not have curlers, a curler set, back in the day, like the 80s, 90s, there's this, um, looks like a plastic box with rods on it. Mm-hmm. You put curlers on those little rods and then the whole element heats up and heats up the curlers and you put them in your hair and you got curly hair. Great. My mom had three sets of those. And I asked her, mom, do you, you never use one. Do you need three? And she's like, yes, mm-hmm. someone might come here and ask for one and then I can give them one. Right. So that was her reasoning. Where and are these curlless beggars who are going to show up? Where are they? Please, ma'am. May and I have your curlers? You couldn't convince her otherwise. Like, no, mom. Even if someone came here and they were like, do you have hot curlers? You could tell them, no, life will still go on. It's fine. You don't have to be the savior with curlers. And so often it's just justification because yeah. they may not know why, but it makes them feel secure to have these things. Yeah. I have that problem with uh, with things that are large and un wieldy, like difficult to move, difficult Mm. to store. Um, But for some reason, the person who's become attached to them absolutely cannot let them go. Um, Something that I do because I get weirdly attached sometimes to like my kids artwork and things like that because when they're little you know they make this they make that but if you keep all those papers you don't want to burn it in front of them but you don't want to hoard it either this is nice burn it (laughs) oh this is so beautiful where's my lighter burn it at the stake (laughs) no uh no so what we would do is a nice middle of the ground way exactly so the solution we came up with is to have them hold it take a picture of them Uh, with it and then you have the picture ideally digitally stored so at some point if you want to show them there I mean yes save a few things like there's a few things my parents saved that I am really glad that they have and they're really fun for me as a memory but my god not everything that's the opposite for me my mom has held on to everything from all of her children's everything like every time I go to visit there's this like 55 gallon trash bin that she stored all my childhood toys and whatever and she's like do you want any new stuff no mom I've told you 20 times please get rid of it isn't it ironic that it's in a trash bin yeah she's like what about this candy dish with all your baby teeth in it. <laughs> Do you want any of those garbage that you used to love? Yes. No, Mom, I don't love it anymore. No. I've grown past it. Yes, indeed. Yeah, there's a lot of issues uh, with that. I think a lot of it is um, sometimes, too, trying to just build some sort of balance into yeah. your life. Because, like, if you think about it, your house you pay per square foot, right? If you mm-hmm. look on a real estate website, it will say X amount of dollars per square foot. Right. So every square foot of that house that you're shitting up right. with stuff you don't need, stuff you don't use, stuff nobody wants, yeah. is money you're paying right. for nothing. You're kind of devaluing the space if you're like, oh, this empty space, I got to put a vase on it. No, you don't. Just like the empty space. It's fine. You know, that's really when... Um, we downsized and actually put stuff where it's supposed to go in the fifth wheel. We felt kind of a sense of calm because there was less clutter. We're actually using all of the space that we have. When I was in the four bedroom house, I didn't go into three of the bedrooms. You know, I had a guest bedroom with a bed and a mattress in there that no one ever used. Just there. Pictures that I put up that, you know, don't mean anything. They're just shitty art from Fred Meyer. I don't need that. It doesn't mean anything use our promo code shitty art at fred meyer for zero percent off (laughs) don't sue us fred meyer fred meyer we love you i buy almost all my groceries at you fred meyer i don't know how to quit you fred meyer (laughs) we just can't quit you we can't we can't do it so you're right it is all about balance but it's finding that balance like 
uh, for a time, I tried to go gung-ho, and I listened to The Minimalists. Mm-hmm. So, I remember you hoarding up them oh, podcasts. My God, yes. So if you guys don't know The Minimalists, there are these two guys. They made a documentary about minimalism. Um, then they wrote a book, and now they have a podcast. Just, just Google them. They have a website, theminimalist.com. We could post a link somewhere. We can do it. So they're cool guys. They used to work in, like, the corporate world, and then they were not happy. They didn't understand why. I'll buy a Porsche, and then I'll feel happy. I'm not happy. I'll buy a second Porsche. I'm still not happy. They couldn't buy their happiness, so they decided to go the opposite route and kind of minimalize their everything. Get rid of all the stuff that they don't need to live. So they're the extreme. So I would listen to them. I think that's a little too extreme for me. Well, it's okay to enjoy things. You just have to... You can't let it become, like, your church, you right. know, where it's, it's all about the stuff. I have that problem. When I order something, I'm so excited for it yeah. to come. And then it comes, and I'm let down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, this isn't that great. I feel that way, like, when I order something online. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be life-changing. It's going to be so great to use. And then I press order, and I forget as soon as it gets here. I'm like, oh, what's in this box? I don't remember ordering it. Right. I don't remember how life-changing it was supposed to be. I do the opposite. I'll order something, like a Mm t-shirt. And I actually have been trying to put a little more thought and time and money into purchases like that. Because I remember at one point I found um, $6shirts.com, which is a really great website. We will not be putting a link there because you might go nuts. Yeah, you may go nuts. (laughs) Um, And I thought, oh, these are all so fun and, um, you know, nice and... I want to order a bunch of them, and if I order this many, it's only this much. And a lot of them were pretty ill-fitting, and that was my own fault for not checking measurements and whatnot. Um, Well, they're $6. I know, exactly. So I was like, well, they may not be great, but I've got a lot of them. That's the problem. I'd rather go to Roots or something. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm doing now. Yes. So I'm ordering Get rid of all your bullshit and Mm -hmm. order quality. Yes, it's more expensive, but it'll last longer. And I'm not saying these shirts were not quality. I'm just saying... They were garbage. They were were not garbage. $6 hat garbage. In fact, my son still wears a lot of them, so I was lucky in that I got to pass them down to him. Very nice. Um, um, but it was, for sure, a major issue because I, I started having drawers full of T-shirts I couldn't wear. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what in the hell have I done right. here? And I was so excited for them. So now I'm putting a lot more care into measuring. And, you know, like you were saying, yeah. like, these better be the best goddamn pants <laughs> right. because they're $800 well, and I'm never buying another pair. That's what I like about Marie Kondo and her book and her TV show, which I'm waiting for the second season. Hi, oh, Marie boy. Kondo. So... Marie Kondo is an adorable Japanese lady who started this movement of, like, look at all the bullshit that you have. I'm sure she didn't say bullshit. She's a very sweet Japanese lady. She said, Um, look at your shit. Look at it. You shit. Look at it. You're shit. You are the shit. Except in a really, really adorable Japanese yeah, accent. She's, she's like, hee, you're shit. <laughs> no. She actually says, hee, I love mess. I know. She's so cute. Anyway, I can get on board with her more than the minimalists because she's less extreme. She understands that we're stupid Americans and we're going to buy a lot of bullshit. She just wants to, us to buy less bullshit that's more meaningful. Right. And the bullshit that we want to keep, she wants you to organize it appropriately. She wants you to love your bullshit. Yeah. So she says, take all of your clothes, all of them, not just the ones in your closet, the ones that are hidden in, a, in the kids' room and the ones in the basement or wherever. Put all the clothes on your bed. Then you'll see that fucking mountain of clothes 
that'll be seared into your brain. Like, why do I have so many clothes when I only have two legs? So she says, pick up one article of clothing, look at it, feel it. Does it spark joy? Make sweet love to it. Don't go that far. Hump your clothes, Mountain. No, don't do it. No? Hit me up on Craigslist. No? no? <laughs> if that piece of clothing does not spark joy, burn donate it. it. Or you can burn it, yeah. Sure. Yeah, maybe don't burn it, but do donate it. Yeah. To somewhere, you know, where they can actually put it to use. And then from that, do that with all of your clothes. Fold them nicely, put them back, the ones that you keep. I have done that with clothes. Clothes are my nemesis. Uh-huh. Um, that and the slight incline, <laughs> which makes me makes me oh, breathe hard. I hate slight inclines. I know you do. We have the same problem with slight inclines. But the other one is clothes. Yeah. Um, because I love things so much in my mind. Yeah. And then when I try to make them function, they don't. Yeah. But instead of getting rid of them, I have this weird, like, attachment. Yeah. So I'll take a black garbage bag. And for me, it has to be black. Um, which make What, irritates. are you wearing garbage bags? Yeah, I just wear a black garbage bag all the time. Well, I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis, I just wear black. Sure. But it has to be a garbage bag. No, I take a black garbage bag mm-hmm. so you can't see through it. And I start filling it with clothes that I feel meh about. Like, okay. they did not spark the joy, they right? They spark joy, but you don't hate them? But I don't hate them. Okay. And they're not, you know, they're, they're something that I could potentially wear. Or maybe something that I, I have that weird thinking of, like, oh, well, when I lose weight or mm. when my when my bones start to atrophy, no. I'll fit into this no, again. No. So I put those in the bag and then I challenge myself when the bag is full. And I mean, these are like 30 gallon bags. They're very, very yeah. large bags. So I will ask myself when I get to the top of the bag, I close it up and then I say, can you remember what's in the bottom of this bag? Genius. And if you can't and spoiler alert. You can't. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Then are they really important? Do you that's really need really to keep them? That's really smart. Yeah, that's how I do it. I've done that, but not with the genius of a way. It is genius. It is genius. I am the universe. Patent pending. Patent pending. You better, TM, TM. You better write your own book like Marie Kondo oh, about shit. garbage bag business. Stay sexy and wear a garbage bag. <laughs> what? I usually do that when I donate it. I can't remember what I've just donated. So it really didn't mean anything to me. Right. So. And when you're going to, especially not only for yourself, but if you're going to be helping someone who does have hoarding tendencies, mm. you're trying to get them to get rid of stuff. And I do a lot of questioning. Like, it's similar to what they do in hoarding. Like, oh, what's this? Oh, have you, you know, when did you use right. this? Are you get, When are you going to use this? Why are we keeping this? And then once I finally do talk them down off the ledge and get them to agree to donate something then I immediately take it and get rid of it because if you leave it there they are gonna go they're gonna go through it reason to be like no I can use it for this project they're gonna be like like trash pandas in the night (laughs) using their little paws to go through the can and they're gonna find their treasures and then you're never gonna see them again because they know you want them to get rid of it well that's also a thing I guess you guys should be aware of or wary of if you have People be wary of. Be wary of if you have people in your life who are legitimate hoarders. Don't just go to their house and quote unquote help them by throwing all their shit away. That will make everything worse. They're gonna stab you. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> we've been stabbed. We've been stabbed several times sure for trying to help. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a major problem, and it's sad because. 
Hi, my name's Jeff Richardson. I'm a fan of this program you're listening to, and I'm also a podcaster myself. I do several, but one that I really think you might enjoy, it's called Everything is Awesome. It's me and a friend cover of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I also do really cool interviews with other artists and podcasters, stand-up comedians. Come on over, check it out. Everything is awesome. Find us on Facebook and uh, on Twitter at EIA Podcast. Because we are doing it because we care. Yeah. But to them, it feels like an attack. An attack yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I, I can understand that if in your mind you're so obsessed or you're clinging to this item because of what memory is attached to it. Like I was watching one one episode of Hoarders and it was this little old lady she was still she had never grieved for her husband who had died suddenly like 30 years prior. She kept all of his clothing, she kept kept all of his stuff, his the last cigarette he smoked was I watched still that in the one ashtray. too. Yeah, yeah she, she had, watched all of them. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've watched all of like, them. Like she couldn't get rid of anything. After her husband died, time stopped in that house and everything just stayed still. You can't do that. I watched that episode after Adam passed and I was like, "Oh fuck no." I ain't doing that. I can't. You gotta grieve. Yeah. If you need to grieve, listen to our grieving episode. Oh, yeah. We did one of those, too. Yes. We're doing all the things, Kareem. All of them. Everyone in order. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, it is, it's, obviously it comes from a place of mismanagement of whether it's feelings or traumas or whatever, and the solution is, you know, get real therapy. Yeah. But. That would help. Yeah. Yeah. So quick, turn off your radio. Get your therapy. I mean, I felt that way in a very small percentage with some of my items. Like, oh, my God, I love this thing. It reminds me of X, Y, Z, or I have a really good memory about this, so that's why I keep it. But I never fucking use it. So that's the sort of stuff I had to start thinking about. Like, do I want to bring it with me on my next move? Can I just take a picture of it? Can I give it to someone else or do I need it? We're still struggling with that in my house because we have moved several times. I mean, mm-hmm. we've been together for 187,000 years. Yeah, that's so a lot of years. there's a few moves involved. Yeah. Uh, and there were things that I had acquired before we ever even moved out of our respective parents' houses mm-hmm. that I knew we were going to need, like dishes and things like that. And um, one major, major issue we've always had that we still to this day have is we were in high school together. Mm -hmm. We both took pottery Mm -hmm. and we both made a lot of pottery. And a lot of it was not functional as in Uh, it's like sort of artistic pottery because that's, you know, I mean, we were young and having fun and we were making stuff that was fun to make. And we still have so much of it. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to get rid of because, A, I know no one's going to buy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know. Give it away as a gift. Right. We did. No one wants it. Um, it's not that it's bad pottery. It's just that a lot of it doesn't function. Right. I mean, a lot of it is like vases that you couldn't even probably, because of the way it was fired, you couldn't even put flowers in with mm. water. Like, it's not a thing. Yeah. So um, that one's really hard, and we're still kind of, you know, everybody has those boxes when they move, and they're like, yeah. oh, this box. Oh, right. boy. Well, this box Ooh. is going with us. You know what? That's a thing that the minimalists suggest that people do if they want to get on the minimalism boat. Either get on the boat, the tiny boat with nothing on it. The minimalist boat. TM. With the banana boat. No banana, you can't say that. Aww, all right. We're going to get sued. Well, they say if you're planning to move soon, 
or if you just want to jump on that bandwagon and be a minimalist, pretend like you're moving. So you pack all your stuff up, and then if you really are moving, go to your next destination. And as you need things, look through the box and take them out. Hmm. Instead of unpacking everything and putting it in a quote-unquote place. Like, oh, I need a spatula. Find the spatula from the kitchen box. Use it with the pan or whatever. You're done. Then that gets to stay in your house. If after three months, six months, whatever, you haven't used the rest of the stuff in the box, get rid of it. You don't even have to look ah. at it. Because you, like you said with your bag, you probably don't even know what's in the box. You haven't used it in a year. Do you need it? Can you remember what's in there? You don't need it. Get rid of it. I had um, a little bit of issue using that sort of technique, and it was that if I couldn't find it, oh. I would. my tendency would be to go and buy another yeah. one. And then you do find it, and yep, then you too. feel like a real asshole. And you know who else looks at you like you're an asshole? Uh. The people at the store when you try to return a <laughs> slightly used <laughs> spatula. It's got a little egg on it. I, I made some stuff with the scrapula, but I need you to take it back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, but it's definitely one way. When we moved, we were upsizing, so we mm -hmm. were going from a decent sized house to a larger house and um, I still decluttered as if we were downsizing yeah. because I didn't want to move into my beautiful new kitchen with have it you know having it be all shitted up yeah. with all my old stuff. You don't want to junk it up. No I didn't want to junk it up. And that's the thing that I like about Marie Kondo is she says you know like the minimalist only keep what you're going to use and everything has to have a place. So she's more about organization. Right. Like, she likes to use these cute little boxes, and you put things that are oddly shaped in them so you can always find them. And that's an issue that I need solved is, like you said, oh, I can't find this thing because I didn't put it in a proper place. I'll just go buy another one. Yeah. And then I've done that five times. I have five of the same thing. So she says put them in a box all together, put them in a row so you can see them facing you so you know what you have. So they're staring you down, calling yes, you a bad saying, person. Stop buying more of us. How many things are you going to spatulize today? <laughs> you have 20 spatulas. Stop oh, it. God, I think if, you're, if your shit is talking to you, you've got a larger issue. You need to go check in somewhere. But sometimes the issue is, you know, a lot of us cohabitate. Yes. Ups to the cohabitators. Whoop, whoop. We're doing it. We're, we're together in the same house. Woot, woot. Whether we want to be or not. All right. Uh, and sometimes we have different different methods of dealing with things, right. and that can cause a lot of conflict. And different priorities about stuff. Different priorities. So we had a listener, Miss Heather. Oh, hi, Heather. Oh, hey, Heather. You hey. look good. You're looking great. Look at you. My look goodness. Look at you all skinny. Oh, she just Shut got back up. from Vicky. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Listen, look, bitch. So skinny. Oh, Move God. It. I just want to push her down. No. No, I do want to read this comment, her. though. So she, she commented. Say? She said, I think so much of this has to do with upbringing. My mom hoarded everything. Everything. I wouldn't say she was a hoarder, but just kept crap, knickknacks, etc., and refused to part with anything. It made me insane growing up because I like everything to have a place and purpose. Counters clutter-free, etc. My husband and I both grew up in households that struggled to make ends meet. We have different responses to that as adults. For me, it's struggling to tell my kids no, because I remember not being able to do anything or have nice things. But since his family was so much larger, I think they felt it harder. No one had a lot to really call their own. Because of that, he has a need to just have stuff. Furniture, decorations, clothes, etc. And never getting rid of anything because we might need it someday. For example, we have a slab of granite that we moved with. It's been in the garage for at least eight years because he's going to do something with it. 
That's a project he might do. And Heather, you don't need to remind him every six months <laughs> yeah, that he do. needs to do that project. No, you okay, do. you do need to yeah, remind. Do need hey, to what remind you gonna him. do with this slab of granite? Hey, huh? baby. Hey, I put the granite in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get to it and get to that project. I do that shit. I do passive aggressive stuff oh, at home. No. Yeah, if I'm like, I need you to fix this, and then it's been weeks, I'll be like, Oh, it's on your pillow. I still need you to fix it. Oh look, yeah, it's, it's still not tight. fixed. Oh look, it's haunting you. Oh look, when you adjust your rearview mirror, ah! <laughs> it's a stove. It's Great. in my back seat. I don't know what to do about that. Like Heather's situation. Heather, you do something. Fix that situation and let us know what you did. Yeah, and then you can be our guest speaker and we can... We'll tell everybody Tell else. everybody about it. That's a really tricky one. We have issues with that. I'm not so bad about keeping the stuff as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I used to be oh, very much same. like, we're going to need this yes. and if, we're not going to be able to afford it. So as we've gotten older and been, you know, more comfortable, yeah. it's easier for me to say, if we do need it in the future, we can certainly get another one. Right. Um, my husband, he's a tinkerer and a fixer and he does a lot of projects and he's amazing mm-hmm. at making things and repairing things. So his tendency is more so to say, well, this particular little component of a particular thing is expensive. Mm-hmm. And if I do need it, which is fine oh, until you have crates and crates and crates of little tiny things. Yeah, everywhere. That, yeah. Little, uh, many little things add up to a, a, a big thing. But we have done a lot, a lot of, uh, repurposing things, yeah, making good. our own things. Because, you know, we started out, we were young, and yeah. we didn't have money, and we spent a couple of winters living in our rental house, and um, my husband would bring home the pallets that they were going to throw yeah. away at work, and he would cut them up with a sawzall, and we would burn them. <laughs> and I remember with Calvin, well, we could, you know, we could afford the heat, yeah. but it was like, why spend the money right. if we can heat for free? Exactly. And then I would scrape all the nails out of the <laughs> ashes and have to sift them out, and oh my God. And oh, those man. were some of the best times, yeah. because we were we were making it work no matter what. Right. I I remember not doing that exactly. Yeah, but you did that. Yeah, Don't I you was, remember burning them pallets? I was with you. Yeah, sure. I was that baby. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Plot twist. Millions, my daughter. <laughs> oh my god! I look great. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense because. When you don't have enough money for something that you want, you kind of put it out of your mind like it's unattainable. But when you do have the money, you're like, oh, I can just get it. It's not a big deal. I'll just get this and get that and all this shit that you don't need. You don't think about it because who cares? What's just 20 bucks at Target? Right. Yeah. Because we used to call Target the 50 when we were youngins. What does that mean? Because my would tease me because I could never go there without spending at least $50. I'd go to get a banana and I'd come out with $49 worth of shit that I don't need. Now we call it the 200 because I do the same thing. No, girl. But oftentimes the dollar amount is higher. No. Yeah, it's a real issue. I have a problem and my name is Kareen and I have a problem. Welcome. Oh, thanks. Is there (laughs) cookies? Is there donuts? Probably. There's pie in the house if you want to come in and get a piece of pie. Pie. I make my own pies, people, and don't buy store-bought pies. PSA, mm. store-bought pies are garbage. I'll still eat that garbage. Don't eat garbage. All right. I'll, I'll make you a pie. Don't eat it. All right. You, all you have to do is call me and say, I'm thinking about buying a store-made pie, <gasps> and I will be like, no, mama, I'm going to make you a like pie. Like one in the morning. Hey, Karina, what's a pie? Quit calling here one in the morning. <laughs> Anyhow, that's how that's going to go. But okay. then the next day I'll feel bad that I yelled and I'll make you a pie. Okay. Um. So we got pie. Okay. 
That was not your the main point. End. No. <laughs> what was my point? Your point was... Oh, clearance. I have a problem with clearance. <laughs> yeah, because you think you're saving money. Like, oh, this thing isn't full price, but they just mark it down from some made-up number that they had. All this shit is just $2. They make it in China, and it, it's worth $2, right. but they charge you 50 Right. I had to get that in my brain. Like, this really isn't worth what they're charging me, but I need slash want it. So I'll go ahead and give them that money. But I'm doing that less, I hope. I'm trying to kind of wean myself a little bit. I'm trying to, if I am going to buy something strictly because I want it, I'm trying to make it be something that is consumable, like fully consumable. Um, Because I don't feel so bad about, you know, well, I want to buy this fancy schmance hand soap. That's okay because you're going to use soap, right? right? Don't buy 400 of them just because Bath and Body Works Um, says you can buy 400 and get 100 for free. I feel like you're talking just to me because I do that. Stop doing that. But I do that. I know. Everybody does. Because that's my justification that I will use it because it's hand soap. That's how I get caught. This is something that I do. I give myself a limited space, like a Marie Kondo style basket. Mm -hmm. And if if I have more hand soaps than fit in the basket. You give them to me. I give them to you. (gasps) Yay! I pour them out. On the ground, mm-hmm. in memory of people who... <laughs> no, you don't. don't. No, I don't. I don't pour them out. <laughs> no, we use them. But if I have too many, they got to go because... Yeah. Have you written a book and always wanted to publish it? Don't know where to start or who to contact? No problem, friend. You should contact Square Penny Publishing. My friend Kenise Marshall published her book with Square Penny and you should too. They'll help you publish, print, and digitize your book so it'll get into the hands of your readers. Search Square Penny Publishing on the internets and like them on Facebook today or tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. This is a problem I have with like the extreme couponers. Do you remember a few years ago that was like all the rage was to like everything's free. The store owes you money. And they had their own store in their house. Exactly. With all the shelves. And there are some things you can do that with, right? Like if I have three or four um, containers of laundry sauce, I feel really good. Did you say laundry sauce? Yeah, you know, you put it in the laundry (laughs) to clean your clothes. Sure. You saucing up your clothes. Some people say detergent. That's fine. Some people do. Yeah. And if you have, you know, if you have laundry papers and you want to have several packs of those. That's dryer sheets. Dryer sheets. All right. uh, For the uninitiated. Laundry paper. Um. I just am the kind of person that if I go to Costco and buy 15 rolls of paper towels, mm-hmm. I feel like no matter what happens, apocalypse be damned, we got the paper towels to we, do what we need to do. We're going to be okay. I just feel better that way. Yeah. But there buy are these bulk. fuckers, and I use the term fuckers because they're fuckers, sure. uh, who will go and say there's a sale on yellow mustard. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like yellow mustard. That's fine. Sometimes I like it on a hot dog. Yeah. We probably go through one container of yellow mustard in a year. Uh, for us, it's probably <laughs> six months because I, I do enjoy the mustard. Um, so we use maybe a little more than average. Sure. These sons of bitches will go to the store, and because they have... Triple coupons yeah. that are going to make the mustard free. They'll buy every motherfucking yeah, mustard. Like and I'm 80 like, containers of mustard. And then I walk in with no coupon, and I need mustard. Oh, the mustard's gone. I'm oh, sorry, Oh, the ma'am. mustard's gone. There's Here's a, a rain check. There's a, they, those goddamn stores won't even do rain checks they won't anymore. Do rain checks I tried, anymore. Some of them do not. I tried to get a rain check at Target the other day. Um, they were not having it. If you guys don't know what we mean by rain check, 
We old, Google it. Yeah, you're going to have to Google it. And it'll say, back in the dark ages, they used to write you out a little coupon so you could get the same price. <laughs> it's basically an IOU it is from the much store. It's pretty much an IOU, yeah, basically. On mustard. Yeah, and they write it in mustard. See, the extreme couponers, that's, like, just hoarding. <laughs> Yeah, that's but basically they feel, hoarding. They're justifying it by, I feel like I'm getting a deal. The only way I, I see that that's okay, I guess, not that they need my approval, is if they have, like, 19 kids and counting. Or if they're buying... I saw one episode where this dude was buying it all and donating it to his church. Which is great. That's or, like, wonderful. to a food pantry that's or something. Great. Although, honestly, I have, I'm going to do the Debbie Downer thing again. First of all, clothes end up in the landfill. Second of all, when you donate to food banks, mm-hmm. mm, you can mm-hmm. never get as good of a deal as the food bank can get. Oh, really? And the best thing to do if you want to donate is donate oh, money. Because right? they can take your dollar and they can turn it into three. Oh, that's magic. It is magic. Wow. Yeah, it's alchemy is oh, what, it's, what it is. I love alchemy. Yeah, they take your mustard and they turn it into gold. <gasps> yeah, they do. They do it. And then they buy more mustard. With the Fuckers. gold. <laughs> I don't have any mustard. You got all the mustard. It's, That's fine. It's why I believe in communism. Yeah. Because oh, we should, if, if I get mustard too, asshole. <laughs> you can't have all the mustard. You can't have all of it. So I, I don't have any problem with people couponing, getting great deals. Yeah. I love to get a great deal. I you know, too. I come all the time. You'll be like, oh, I like that XYZ that you have. And I'll be like, it was a dollar. Yeah. Because I'm so happy that it was yeah. only a dollar. I think most women do that. Like, I really like your dress. It was seven dollars. Right. And it's okay. got pockets. Calm down, Kimberly. We don't Never. Jesus, Karen, your cheap. head just exploded. Your eyeballs just went liquid and flew out of your skull. Jesus. <laughs> she was excited. <laughs> about her pockets. I get excited about Oh, pockets. God, you just spontaneously combusted. Eh. And all that was left was a pile of ashes oh with God. pockets on top. Oh, I did want to mention on The Minimalists, they have a few, I guess I would call them like slogans or things to live by, rules sure. or something. A motto. Yeah, eh, not really a motto. Whatever, they have rules to live by as a minimalist. So they have a 90-90 rule. Whatever this object is, if you haven't used it in the past 90 days and you don't plan on using it in the next 90 days, get the, get rid of it. What are you doing? Why are you holding on to this? Right. They exclude things like Christmas trees or decorations that, that you That would used. be a real pisser, wouldn't it? If you were like, hey, listen, bitch, you haven't used this Christmas tree in three months. And I'm like, it's get rid of it. March. Yeah. What is wrong they with you? They exclude things that are seasonal. Sure. But don't go crazy. Like, they don't go overboard with their decorations. One of the guys, he's like, yeah, we don't even decorate our house for Christmas at all. We just go to other people's houses and look at them or the department stores and look at their displays. We don't buy any decorations, period. I love decorating for the holidays. And that's fine, and you can. Just don't go burn-anners. Don't tell me what to do. I'm telling you. I'm going burn-anners. <laughs> but I have storage space. Oh, And everything sure. that I have to decorate with, I use. Right, good. That's another issue, too. Some people, not Kareem. Some not, people, not me. Not you. Not me. Some people are like, oh, well, it's fine, because I rent a storage unit, so I can. I have space for all this stuff. That I'm hoarding. No, honey, you don't own that storage unit. You were paying someone to have the luxury of hoarding your items that you never use. Why are you doing that? And this is sort of like the black bag thing. Like, can you even yeah, remember what's no. in your storage unit? Probably no. not. Just give that money to me and I'll tell you that it's in a storage unit at my house, but I'm really throwing it away. Right. You're we're never going to come look at it. We're just making a pile in the woods. Yeah. Of and, your all your broken shit. Yeah. And I get a monthly 
amount of money from you. It's fine. Yeah, every month until That's you die. That's the scam I'm running. I love it. It's like grifting. Thanks. Oh, sure. No, I'll hold on to all your stuff. Yeah, I'll keep it real safe. Great. Yep, and then we can Photoshop. Like, I we like can be it. like, oh, look, here's your food processor from 1972, and it's 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 at the zoo. It's visiting the animals. That's right. So the minimalists also have another rule that is the 2020 rule. So... It's, it's by 2020, no. get rid of everything you own. No, it's Hurry not, up, y'all! No, it's 2020 is that um, they're trying to not do quick purchases, things that they don't think about. You know, they want if they want to buy something, they think about it for a month. And then if they still want it, they go ahead and make that purchase. But the 2020 rule is, let's say you go on vacation and you forgot your toothbrush. If it you t- don't buy a new one, your teeth run out, and that's what you get. You gotta wait a month and yes. then make that purchase. No. Do I still want teeth? I don't know. They are luxury bones. <laughs> what was that? That was my phone. I dropped uh, it. I better get a new one. Better get a six pack. <laughs> Take me to Costco. No. So the twenty twenty rule is: if you need that toothbrush and you're on vacation, if it takes less than twenty minutes to go get it, costs less than twenty dollars to purchase it, go ahead and make that quick purchase. It's fine. Mm. It's not something you have to really consider because you need it and it's less than 20 bucks i would suggest then to donate the vacation toothbrush to someone who doesn't have a vacation toothbrush oh, yeah after you're done using it maybe sure. you leave it in the hotel maybe they still want it i like it. maybe they put some plastic on it and pretend like it's new again that sounds awful yeah yeah, yeah okay. and that makes me paranoid to brush my teeth on vacation oh okay all right well great i'm disgusting <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I like, there's a lot of little tricks and tips and stuff like the um, turning all your hangers one way. Oh, yeah, I did that for a time. Mm -hmm. So, folks, you have your hangers, you turn them with your clothes on them, Mm -hmm. and you hang them in one direction. And then as you wear that one article of clothing, you turn that one hanger the opposite direction so you know that you've used it. After one year has passed, look at all the hangers that are still in their original position and burn them! Yeah, burn them. Because you're not using them. You haven't used them in a fucking year. Right. In fact, just burn the whole closet. Burn your whole house down. Burn the house down. It's minimalism, people. Start over. You don't need nothing. I like like (laughs) the... uh, the concept of the hanger thing, yeah. but I feel like the fatal flaw is assuming that when I take those clothes off the hangers and wear them, that they're ever going to get back on those hangers, they get back on the hanger? that they're not just going to be in a huge fucking pile no. in my closet. Well, you know what I did for a time? I would have my hangers all in one direction. That didn't matter. I would pick from that hanger group the stuff I wanted to wear, and then once I was done, I would put them in the front of that line. Do that with your neckties. Sure. Mm. So maybe after three months, I look at all the things in the back, stash back there, pushed all the way back that I haven't used, and get rid of them. I'm avoiding them for some reason. Right. It's because you're a bad person. Probably. Mm -hmm. And you should feel bad. (laughs) Great. Thanks, I do. (laughs) Okay, good. All right. Well, you're done. One thing that I thought about today, actually, my friend Emily and her boyfriend, Andrew, came for Thanksgiving. Hi, y'all. Hi, Emily. Hi, Hi. Andrew. Did you like my pie? You want my house? It was delicious. It was fun. So um, they came to visit, yada, yada. They were leaving this morning, and they wanted a cup of coffee to go. And I was like, oh, I'll just use one of my mugs. I reached for a random to-go mug that all of them that I have, I love. Sure. Because I've minimalized it. I remember when you went through your coffee mugs. Yeah, I had so many. Yeah, you did have a lot of coffee mugs. So I grabbed one. They're all kind of my favorite. I looked at it like, am I okay with this? Like in a split second in my mind, like, am I okay with this going to Oregon with Emily? 
Yeah. Because I love Emily more than this fucking mug. Yeah. So I filled it with coffee, gave it to her. I gave her a pair of gloves that I got from Japan. I love those gloves, but I love Emily more. So that's what I have to keep in mind. This stuff is just stuff. I, we can't take it with us. We love people more than this bullshit. It's fine. And a lot of times when we give stuff, we think we're giving someone something useful or something, you know, out of the goodness of our heart. But really what we're giving them is a responsibility. I think it's important. Like when I gift something to someone, especially if it's a used something like used clothes or used books or whatever, Mm -hmm. I like to send it to them with the caveat of if you don't want this, if this doesn't work for you, if you can't make this work, if this is too much for you, you are welcome to literally do anything with it. I don't care if you throw it away. I don't care if you donate it. I don't care if you... You know, yeet it into space. I don't care <laughs> if you, right out of this. you know, just gently slide it into the lion right. enclosure at the zoo. Like, you sure. can literally do anything with it. And I'm not going to come over and go, oh, where's the thing I that's gave you? Are you point. using the thing I gave you? Because that's, that's fuck an me. Awesome point. It's not, once it's yours, it's not mine. That's right. Therefore, I have no claim to it. Right. People have done that before to me. I'm sure they've done it to you. Too, yes, right? ma'am. They come over to my house. Hey, where's that? Where's that thing that I gave you? Fuck! I threw it away. I don't know. Or the opposite where, oh shit, that one person is coming. Where's that shitty thing that they gave me? I gotta put it out. Get so the lamp! <laughs> get the get the lamp! Turn on the lamp! <laughs> so she'll see it. The lamp giver is here. <laughs> they just want to see that gift on display. And I totally get it because you do, I do have like, I, I get the warm and fuzzies when yeah. I go somewhere and I see someone using something that I right. gave them. I used to have a real weird obsession with giving people clothes for their newborns and then later seeing their newborns pictures mm-hmm. and and seeing if they wore the clothes that oh. I gave them um that was my own personal problem and I'm working on it okay uh still working on it but you know at some point you just have to let that go yeah. and be okay with them doing what they need to do yeah. with whatever they do it with. I don't know if it's a generational thing because my mom would often do that like someone would gift her something the next time they were coming over to visit and she had like shelving units and she would mix and match all the items like oh such and such is coming I have to take this vase down and replace it with the vase that they gave me that's so exhausting it really is because then she has to memorize what did they give me when did they give it to me so you've taken this beautiful gift and you've made it a burden yes I'd rather go into someone's house and it just be in the corner somewhere like, oh, you're actually using it and you look at it sometimes. That's fine with me. Or you can throw it away. I don't care. Yeah. Do literally whatever you want to do. This made me think of you. Here, the end. I also think it's not a bad idea to get comfortable with the concept of being able to say, no, I'm not, I don't need that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, because I've had so many people, well, come look through my clothes. And I'm thinking, well, your clothes are fine. And we are the same size. I don't need any clothes and I don't want any clothes. Or, you know, you don't want to say like, they're not my style, but bitch, it ain't my style. I am a cowgirl (laughs) and you are a spaceman. That's right. And never the twain shall meet. (laughs) That's right. It's hard to say that, though, especially when they're so excited and they're like, no, 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 I, I want you to, this will look great on you. Like, okay. It is very hard. And I'm just going to burn it later, Karen. But I don't, I'm trying, because I'm old and I'm angry. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. And I'm do. saggy. Yeah. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, trying hard in my old age to sure. come to a place where I can express to people what I need to express and not take on a bunch of guilt for it. Yeah. If I say no thank you, I'm not 
committing to feeling bad about right. it. Yeah. You know, you have your shit and I have my shit and we all got to take yeah. care of ourselves. Don't keep pressing it. Yeah, that's... Leave I, me alone about it, Karen! God, Karen. Jesus. I told um, my family and Adam's family a couple Christmases ago, like, hey, I'm trying this minimalism thing. Don't buy me any more stuff. I'm old and have enough shit. Buy me consumables if you want to give me a Christmas gift or some sort of experience. And they followed through. They got me, like, chocolates and bath and bodywork business and then, like, tickets to this or that. And it was awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. Yeah, because most of the time it was, like, a ticket for me and one of them or something. So we could share an experience together, like paint and wine night or something. Right. Yeah, it was fun. I really love when I give things, especially to children. I really love to let the parents know that if you don't need this, yeah. if you don't want this, if he's not interested in this, yeah. just get rid of it. Right. I'm not concerned. If it's too big and it's stressing you out, literally tell me and I will take it back and right. I will find somewhere for it yeah. because I'm not trying to make your life any harder ever. Yeah. So, I think that's what we so quickly forget that a lot of us probably don't want stuff. We just want human interaction, right? Like, I'd rather go visit a friend who just had a baby and, like, hold the baby and let them take a nap instead of, like, hey, I brought you all this bullshit. Well, yeah, if you can, I mean, that's ideal because that's oh, yeah. actual help. Yes. If you just send them more tiny newborn outfits yeah. that their baby was born too large right. to wear <laughs> like happened to my friend yeah that's then <laughs> uh that's not useful i know we had some gifts that we got when we had calvin's baby shower that we knew were never going to get used but were beautiful yeah. and were a lovely sentiment and we appreciated the oh, gift yeah. that we immediately took back and bought a waffle iron with the Even credit better you know what my kid still eats waffles out that waffle iron i would say that's an excellent baby <laughs> shower gift that is a great purchase right that so you, you know returned what? and got a better purchase for. They were happy to gift to me. I was happy to replace that gift. <laughs> we still use that replacement Waffles. Gift. Waffles. Great. I mean, how are you going to go wrong? You can't go wrong with waffles. You're not going wrong with waffles. No, no, no. So do you want to fuck off this podcast and go get some waffles? Let's go get some waffles. All oh, right. my God. Let's, let's do it. Here we go. Let's do a sign-off. Okay. I love signing All off. Right. Whatever you want to buy, you don't need it. And put everything you own in the trash, because you're trash. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> All right, have a day. Yeah, yeah, have a day. Or don't have it. No, have a day. I'm not going to make you have a day. Have a day, y'all. Listen, have or do not have a day. We're so cheap, so cheap. Too cheap for therapy. We're cheap. We're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap we're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free hey.